What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for 2021 wide receiver rankings for your fantasy football drafts, you come to the right place. We got you covered. Top 36, late round targets, strategy talk. Strap in. Let's go. All right, Kev, it is time to get down on these wide receiver rankings for 2021 fantasy football drafts. To kick things off, you have Tyreek followed by Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen at 9, Justin Jefferson at 10, C.D. Lamb and Cooper Cup to round out your top 12. And then for myself, we have our 1s and 2s flip-flopped. I have Adams, Tyreek, Stephon Diggs at 3, Calvin Ridley at 4, A-Rob, D-Hop, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, and Robert Woods for my top 12. I really don't think we need to go too deep into into any of these guys. So let's just have a, a quick discussion. Who are some of the guys, you know, maybe outside of your top three, outside of your top five, who you think could finish significantly higher than where you have them ranked? Maybe even the wide receiver one upside for 2021. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a few guys, right? And to meet that criteria, we're still talking about you basically, I mean, we're talking about a heavy, heavy target share that you're going to have to have or a large amount of targets um, to be able to reach that in good offenses with high touchdown upside, right? Those are kind of the, the three pillars that we're kind of looking for. There, there's, a, there's a handful of guys that, that you should really talk about that could do that. I think one of them is Allen Robinson. You look at Allen Robinson the last couple of years, and it's 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 sad that we talk about Allen Robinson every year. We're always like, you know, last year it was Nick Foles was the best quarterback that he's ever played with. This year it's Andy Dalton is the best quarterback he's ever played with. Like this is just sad, you know, and just shows you how elite Allen Robinson actually is. The way that they're yeah. not been able to produce, despite the fact that he's played with those quarterbacks. And then at some point earlier rather than later, he's going to get Justin Fields. But if you look at him last year, he was third in targets last year, 151 targets with a 25% target share. Nothing's changed in this offense. Darnell Mooney's there. Anthony Miller's gone. Other than that, it's the same damn offense. You know, there's nothing else that 
change here that's going to do anything. He was 16.4 fantasy points per game last year, which was uh, 13th among all wide receivers. But I think with the better quarterback play with, with Andy Dalton and then with Justin Fields, I mean, we're talking about a guy who could have double-digit touchdowns because that's really, if you look at 102 receptions, 1,250 yards, six touchdowns last year, that touchdown number is what, is what held him back. If he can get double touchdowns this year, it's not going to surprise me one bit if Allen Robinson finishes the wide receiver one. He is that good. He is that. He is an elite wide receiver. We just need the quarterback play to bring him along, and I think there he gets it. Um, a couple other guys really quickly. Keenan Allen, same thing. He's in, the, he's in that position where he could end up you know, 147 targets last year, fifth among all wide receivers, 26% target share. Again, second year in this offense, much better offensive line. Again, touchdowns, he only had eight last year. We still had 100 receptions for 992 yards. There was a lot of short, intermediate route type stuff. The fact you have 100 receptions but only didn't even have 1,000 receiving yards is absolutely wild to me. But he only played in 14 games. However, he still has 17.4 fantasy points per game, which was sixth among all wide receivers. It, that touchdown number can go up and, you know, more receiving yards. Keenan Allen is there. And the other guy for me is A.J. Brown. I know once we were all on board, A.J. Brown hype season, right, before before Julio Jones uh, arrived. Yeah. Here. I still think it's in the range of possibility for him because this dude has only had, like, I think it's like five games of over eight receptions or over eight targets in his career. It's fucking wild. He was seventh at fantasy points per game last year, 70 receptions for 1,073 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns last year on only 106 targets. And so I definitely think – if everything that we're expecting that this defense is going to be bad, they're going to have to throw the ball more and they're not going to, you know, and all these things are going to happen. That's just more targets for him because last year they finished 30th in pass plays per game. I think that goes up. I think even if they finish in the middle of the pack, I know Julio Jones is there, but I mean, Corey Davis was there last year and Corey Davis had, had a really solid season himself. Obviously Julio Jones is going to see a little bit more targets than that, but I think it actually just helps. A.J. Brown be even more efficient. A.J. Brown is a yards after the catch monster. He only played in 14 games last year. So that range is there, That 100%. I think you could see 130 targets for him this year with how efficient he's been over the last two years of his career. Those would be the guys for me. Really quickly before we move on, uh, this one caught me off guard just because we've been talking about him so much and we like him so much. And there's been a lot of talk about this offense in general and then I started looking at fantasy pros, and I kept going down the list, down the list, down the list. And that's Cooper Cup. We both have him as a wide receiver one. Fantasy pros consensus ranking, this is for half PPR, by the way, should have mentioned that at the top, has him down at wide receiver 19. If you can get him anywhere around that range, that is massive value. But why uh, why do you like Cooper Cup so much? And then we'll start looking at the, uh, the wide receiver twos. Well, I mean, last year he was 30th in fantasy points per game with 13.9, but a lot of that had to do with the fact he only had three receiving touchdowns. If you go back to the year before that where he was uh, seventh in fantasy points per game, 94 receptions, 1162, but we had 10 touchdowns, right? This was Jared Goff. Like, I think we can all agree that Matt Stafford is a big improvement over, over Jared Goff. We all love this offense. I think this offense has potential to be very much like that 2018 high-powered offense we saw in L.A. And I think, you know, with Stafford here, I, I just think this offense, the sky's the limit. I would not be shocked if Cooper Cup and Robert Woods finished the top 12 wide receivers this year. I don't understand why people are so low on Cooper Cup. And and or why consensus seems to be it doesn't make any sense. I just think that Cooper Cup is primed to uh, bounce back in a big way this year after coming off a down year last year. Again, I, I think he should be locked in as a top twelve wide receiver. He's not take that value all day. 
and smash his name whenever he's available. Because the one thing I will say is the 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 thing that people always talk about with wide receiver, we talked about this last night a little bit, is everybody talks about how deep the wide receiver position is. And I still it's just a big mistake. For me in a draft, if my perfect draft would be either taking a running back in the first and maybe the second round. If I pick at the back half of the draft and I pick at the you know 10th, 11th, 12th spot. I love some of those running backs here. I can't come away with not taking two of those guys. But if you're picking early, the the, the move 100% is to take Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook and then not take another running back until the fifth, sixth round. And I know people are going to scoff at that and all the RB lovers are going to, no way, man, no way. You got to take all the running backs early because the wide receiver position is so deep and it's just a fraud. When you're drafting and do, and if you do a lot of mocks or best balls, you will find when you get to that fifth, sixth round, you're like, man, I do not love any of these wide receivers that are sitting here. You just don't. Because what happens is everybody scrambles to get the running backs in the first two two rounds, right? And then wide receiver comes, and it's a mad dash to grab up as many wide receivers as you can, and it's just wide receivers flying off that board. And next thing you know, if you're going to wait, all of a sudden you're talking about taking uh, Chase Claypool as your number one wide receiver. Does anybody feel good about taking Claypool as your number one wide receiver? I don't think so. I love Claypool this year, but I'm not take, I don't want him as my number one wide receiver. And so, yes, I and I, people will say, well, in free agency, you can get wide receivers. You're not getting stud wide receivers in free agency, okay? You might be able to get some guys who can get you, you know, have some weeks that, that might be usable, 10, 11, 12 fantasy points, whatever. But it's not going to be enough to win a championship. We're swinging for the fences. We're not wanting to finish sixth. We want to win the whole thing. So the move is to go running back early and then pound wide receiver for the first, you know, for the next three, four, five rounds, however you want to do it, and then go back to the running back position. Because running back is, is a little bit easier to find, and you usually don't start as much, and especially in leagues where you start three wide receivers and then you have a flex. You want those all to be wide receivers. You don't want them to be running backs. So let's take a look and go down further this list and talk about some of those guys you're going to be taking the third, fourth rounds. Our wide receiver twos. At 13, you have Terry McLaurin followed by Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, and then Odell Beckham at 24. For my wide receiver twos, I'm kicking things off with DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk at 18, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Jerry Judy at 23, and then Jamar Chase I still have at 24. So real quick, elephant in the room, obviously DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson are locked in top eight guys for, for most everyone. Kev, you mentioned you wouldn't be surprised if you know the two Rams receivers finish as wide receiver ones. That was one of my hashtag nuts on the table takes. If you're following along with our content last year, I can't remember who the guys were, but they were just guys I had to bump out to put guys like Tyler Boyd and DK Metcalf in my top 12, which were not popular picks by any means. So these are just some of the guys who had to fall down with DK Metcalf. I think that the target share and the pass volume is going to be spread around a little bit more. I, I don't think we're going to have the the run-heavy offense. I, I do think we see it a little bit more balanced, but if it's going to be more balanced, I think, you know I mean, that's going to obviously pull some of that production away from, from DK they're going to get the tight ends involved this year. Whoever the wide receiver three ends up being, obviously they like Eskridge, but he's missed a lot of practice time. Kate Johnson is another rookie they apparently like a lot there. So whoever that ends up being, I, I just think we kind of see that spread 
a little bit more instead of that being all funneled through Lockett and Metcalf. And then with Justin Jefferson, I just think we see a step back in pass attempts for the Vikings. You know, obviously he had a, a historic season, 1,400 yards, you know, seven touchdowns, whatever it was. And I think he was like wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. So I think you could easily tell yourself a story where he has, you know, 1,200 yards, 1,100 yards, still has a really good season, but doesn't pay off in the top 10 or top 12. So that's I, I just want to get that out of the way before people are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe he doesn't have him in there, blah, 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 blah. Some of the guys I just want to touch on real quick. There's a couple guys that we are lower on versus consensus, and it's mostly the Tampa Bay receivers. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are ranked pretty highly across the board. You have them down in the uh, in the 20s. What has you putting Godwin's and Evans a little bit lower in your ranks? One, I, I think they cannibalize each other uh, to a point, right? Mike Evans last year, if you look at him, I mean, he was really a touchdown monster, but that's where all of his production came from, was from touchdowns. He wasn't nearly as efficient as, as you typically see in years past. You know, and, and then Chris Godwin, right? Well, I, I say this a thousand times. I absolutely love, adore Chris Godwin, the player. I think he is a fantastic wide receiver. But with the addition of Antonio Brown there, we, we sort of saw it, especially as as the second half of the season, once he got a little more comfortable. Because we're, I mean, we're talking about a guy who came in, you know, halfway through the year. You know, we're not talking about a player who had been there all preseason, all training camp and everything, got to work with all this stuff, right? And so – the fact that it took him a little time to get his feet under him. But once he did, he started becoming a real factor. I think he's also going to cannibalize some of Chris Godwin's ceiling. And so for me, I still think they're fine wide receiver twos. I just don't think they have a true ceiling unless an injury comes. And I'm not going to project an injury for anybody. I think that's a bad process. And so I just don't love them as much as some of these other guys, right, that, that that I do have ahead of them. And it may be egregious that I have like Deontay Johnson or Robert Woods ahead of them, right? But at the end of the day, I, I just prefer those guys who I feel like have a little bit higher ceiling than what they do. For example, like Deontay Johnson, I don't understand the hate against Deontay Johnson. There's people that are a little bit lower on him than I am, uh, mainly the guys that are here like Robbie. And we did a throwdown together with Deontay Johnson that I clearly won. But, I mean, Deontay Johnson, people look at him and they talk about his drops. Like, I don't care about his drops. You know what drops are a good sign of? Because people use drops only as a narrative to fit their narrative because drops are just a sign that a player is getting a lot of targets, right? If you look at the guys who have led the league in drops the last couple of years, it's Tyree Kill, it's A.J. Brown, it's Deontay Johnson. I mean, we're talking about guys who are absolutely elite, right? I know he had that little stretch last year. It was a little bit crazy, but – I mean, per, per Matt Harmon, love the work that he does with reception perception. But Deontay Johnson finished top 10 in both success first man and zone last year. So he's a good route runner. He's a good separator. The only question mark we have has been a Big Ben and, and how healthy he's going to be, right? Other than that, that's really the only question mark I think we have. I love Deontay Johnson. I would, again, Deontay Johnson could finish as a wide receiver one this year. That's not hot. There's nothing hot about that take. He had 144 targets last year. And so just some of these guys that, that, are, that I have ahead of them, I just like more. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty similar here with uh, the wide receiver twos. I, I do like Brandon Ayuk a lot this year, whether it's going to end up being Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, ho however that ends up working itself out. Uh, I, I think Ayuk is primed to take a, another step forward. And if, if, uh, if you have forgotten, just go take a look at what he did in his stretch with guys like C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. I have him ranked highest among us four. You're right behind me. I have him at 18. You have him at 20. Christian and Robbie have him at 23 and 25.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about some of these wide receiver threes, and then I think you guys will also start to see that like it starts to get a little a little sketchy toward toward the end of these lists. So you have Judy at 25, Will Fuller, Adam Thielen, Chase Claypool, Devonta Smith, Kenny Galladay, Corlin Sutton. Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Jamar Chase, LaVisca Chenault, and then Juju to round out your wide receiver threes. For me, I have Pittman at 25, T. Higgins at 26, Adam Thielen at 27, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Juju at 34, Devonta Smith, and then Sutton for me at 36. Go ahead and just start talking about these guys from wide receiver three and on that you're interested in 2021. You know, Will Fuller, I am much, much higher on than consensus. And I think TFA is as a whole because Will Fuller uh, was going in like the 11th round, and which is just absolutely ridiculous. And I have him at wide receiver 26, which is way higher than consensus. Consensus TFA. is at uh, wide receiver 37. So it's, I'm still higher, uh, over over 10 spots higher than consensus. And I know for a fact that his ADP on FFC was like 11th round. And so for me, that this doesn't, this doesn't equate. Like, we're still talking about one of the better wide receivers in the league. Yes, he's suspended for week one, but I don't care about that. So I'm slamming the button. Like, I'll take, I'll take Will Fuller in the 8th. I'll take Will Fuller in the ninth. And so the fact he's going in the 11th, like, he should be on everybody's radar. He averaged 17.7 fantasy points per game, which is, like, seventh most among all wide receivers off the top of my head last year. And so I think Tua takes another step forward this year, or takes a big step forward this year. And so I like Will Fuller a lot. And then I think Chase Claypool, love him, love the talent. I will say this, I'm lower on, on Kenny Galladay, man. He just continues to miss time in practice. Soft tissue injury, soft tissue injuries. Same thing he dealt with last year. And I, I just... I'm out on Kenny Galladay. Like I, I want none. Cortland Sutton, he is still recovering from ACL. Like he, like there's been some talk about that, and so like maybe he's not all the way back yet, which is concerning because I mean he's pretty much a full calendar year removed from it. Like he should be ready to go, and the fact that he's not, I had to move Jerry Judy ahead of him. Teddy Bridgewater was named the starting quarterback, and it doesn't, it is an upgrade probably over Drew Locke, but man, Teddy Bridgewater is like a poor man's Alex Smith. Like, he's very conservative with the ball, but that's why it makes me like Jerry Judy more. I think Jerry Judy in the slot is going to get a lot of targets. But, man, is he going to be able to support, you know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, who's a top 10 tight end? Like, a lot of these guys are going uh, going higher, but yet, I mean, I have no confidence. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has never had more than 15 passing touchdowns in a season, ever. Yeah, I know we missed a lot of time and everything else, but, man, we're putting a lot of faith in Teddy Bridgewater. And, yes, he supported two top 24 wide receivers. That can't be right. What? Teddy Bridgewater? I, yeah. 15? Holy sh- You are right. Wow. I, I I didn't mean to cut you off there, but that is – how did – how was <laughs> – I'm shell-shocked right now. How is this something that's not talked about more often? That is absolutely bonkers. He had 14 his first two years and then 15 last year. Wow. Sorry, go as you were. No, it's just that, that that's what has me concerned. And so 
I, if I'm going to take a guy, it's going to be Jerry Judy. I think he get, he he they probably move him all around, and he, I think he probably plays a lot in the slot. And so I this I just don't have as much uh, excitement about this offense, you know. And not that I would have had a ton if it was Drew Locke. It's just I think Drew Locke is a little bit more of a gunslinger, where Teddy Bridgewater is very very conservative, and he, he's going to make that 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 quick check down and everything else. And so that's why I like Jerry Judy. But to the rest of these wide receivers, man, like I like Lavisca Chenault a lot. I think LaVisca could take a really big step forward this year. I was higher on DJ Chark, but then I just kept moving him down and moving him further down because, again, he's another guy we didn't really hear any – I haven't heard anything positive about. He had the one year. It hasn't really done much since. And But I do I do really like LaVisca Chenault's upside in this offense. And I think now that Travis Etienne is gone, I think they could use him in a lot of different ways, use him out of the backfield, give him some carries, you just do whatever you can to get the ball in his hand. So I like LaVisca Chenault quite a bit. Again, I don't love a lot of these guys. Like I want to have two, at least two, if not three wide receivers before I have to get some of these guys. I like Tyler Boyd because he's like an eighth, ninth round pick. You can do that. This, this list does get pretty gross pretty quick. One thing I'm going to have to say is you're going to have to talk to us really quickly before we move on to some of these later on guys. I love Michael Pittman. I have been the Michael Pittman guy all offseason. Every chance I get to talk about Michael Pittman, I do. But you have Michael Pittman at wide receiver 25. So tell us about that. Yeah, man. Uh, this, like I said, this kind of starts to be the range of wide receivers where I'm just going to start taking shots on guys that I, I really like. And I think with Pittman, you were looking at the locked-in wide receiver one for this team. Uh, T.Y. Hill, I don't think he's dust. I think he has a little bit left in him. Paris Campbell, I know we both really like, but he kind of is what he is as far as the wide receiver goes. So I think with Pittman, you're looking at someone who could literally double his targets from last year, probably looking at him in that 120-ish range. I would think if he's the wide receiver one, he's going to be the red zone threat as well. So I think he's just absolutely primed to have that year two uh, breakout year. So that I, I just love Pittman this year. And with uh, the good news we're getting with Wentz and the offensive line and everything, I think that lines up really well. And honestly, even if some of these, uh, one of the backup quarterbacks has to take the reps, Pittman has been the one constant in Colts camp. Like whenever you're looking at any of the tweets, any of the beat writers, it does. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. It was, oh, Pittman had a, like he almost got to the point where like, it seemed like the beat writers were like bored with it. It was like, oh, another good solid day for Pittman. Yep, Pittman, you know, scored a couple touchdowns. And like, it was like, oh, that, that, that's old news. So this is like I said. This is a range where I'm just taking shots on guys I like, and uh, Pittman for me this year is is one of those guys. I, I think he just like I said, he's absolutely primed to have a, a a breakout year. And we saw last year they were using him in the slot and you know moving him around the the formation as well, which obviously bodes well for him. And now he has the you know, the full off season. Him and Wentz were working out during the the off season together before OTAs and mini camps and all that started. So. I think he's just going to absolutely crush this year. And he's someone who I'm willing, you know, that there's always a handful of guys every year that we're willing to like reach on and take, you know, around two rounds ahead of their ADP. And Pittman is that guy for me. And then just to, just to start rattling off some of these like deeper names, some of these names are a little bit further on down the list. There are two guys who I'm interested in taking the, the discount on as far as their ADP goes. Michael Gallup for the Cowboys. I, I love the fact you can get him rounds later over the over the top two guys. We we both really like Gallup and, and Lamb as well, but the fact that you can get him rounds later, I really like. And then we were talking about this offense as well. 
and that's Antonio Brown. I, I like getting the, the discount as the, the third wide receiver. I think both of those guys are going to be locked into a, a really solid target share, and it's kind of like the, the old Patriots running back adage, like you, you take the cheaper one. I don't mind taking those other guys, but if, if I'm going to wait and take one of them, I'm fine taking those two at the at the discount that they are given. Brian Edwards, I think, is a nice post-hype sleeper. They need a wide receiver one outside of Darren Waller, and I think Edwards could be that guy. He's kind of picking up where he left off last year in terms of the hype coming out of Raiders camp, so I think he could be someone we'd see take that next step forward. It still doesn't seem like Gruden knows how to use the shiny toy that they went out and dropped all that money on in the in the first round last year. As much as we doubted and were Henry Ruggs haters last year, we still don't know because Gruden hasn't used him correctly. Mike Williams, I also really like. I've never been a Mike Williams guy, but especially with where his price is, I really like him. And then uh the other guy, I guess uh, there's a third wide receiver three discount that I like, and that's Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is really starting to grow on me as, as one of my favorite targets here in the in the double-digit rounds. Any any other guys that you want to just kind of riff on here as we look to close this up? If I'm 100% advocate, Mike, Mike Williams, uh, definitely there. Love Darnell Mooney. I've talked about that uh, at nauseum. Again, you can watch the video if you want to get a little bit more. But he's the number two wide receiver on this Bears offense. Nobody else really there. I think he takes another step forward this year. And so I, I like Darnell Mooney quite a bit. Michael Gallup, totally agree with you on that. Love Michael Gallup, um, especially at his ADP. Not on best ball, not on, not on underdog. Underdog is ADP is ridiculous. It's, it's jumped the shark. But in terms of just regular, regular redraft leagues, love taking shots on Michael Gallup. Marcus Callaway. Got to talk about Marcus Callaway. And it's funny because I actually did the video before he had that monster preseason game with, with two touchdowns. So the receipts are there that I was on Marcus Callaway before the, the, the big game he had on Monday Night Football. Um, but I like Marcus Callaway. And he really looks like he's the number one wide receiver in that offense right now. Like, I know it's easy to shit on the guy a little bit. I'm like, listen, guys, let's, let's pump the brakes. We're talking about Marcus Callaway. I get it. But there's just nobody else there. It looks like Jameis Winston's going to be the starting quarterback. It does seem like they have some pretty good rapport. Yes, it's a preseason game. No, I don't think Marcus Callaway is going to be a wide receiver one this year. But getting him where you can get him. Now, if he all of a sudden continues to rise and his ADP goes up in like the eighth round, okay, we, we've, we've, we've gotten a little bit too ahead of ourselves. If he still continues to be a guy you can get 11th, 12th round, Take a shot on Marcus Callaway because the, the upside is there. He was a UDFA guy last year, got limited opportunities. But this year, he's primed to be the number one wide receiver, at least until Michael Thomas comes back. See, a couple other guys, Corey Davis. And no, it's not because he's had 73 targets in two preseason games. But it, if you just look at the hierarchy here, how this is going to play out, Zach Wilson has played much better than expectation, at least early. I, I, you know, I was a Zach Wilson guy for sure. But um, a lot of other people weren't. But he has played pretty well so far through a couple of preseason games. And I think Corey Davis is going to see a ton of targets here. And so I like Corey Davis. He's being massively undervalued. And I, you can even make case I'm undervaluing him. I currently have him at wide receiver 46. And I could probably you, you could probably make a case having him as a low-end wide receiver three. I don't think that's crazy. And so I'm probably even a little bit lower than I should. Uh, Jacoby Myers talked about him a ton in that video, him as well. I think he he is a guy that's primed for a breakout. He was top 10 last year in yards per route run. And so love him. Terrace Marshall, we've talked about him enough. Uh, love Terrace Marshall and that upside that he brings to the table. If you want to talk about some older guys, that, I have some intrigue in Randall Cobb. Like, I know he's an older player. He's 31 years old. 
but he's going to be the slot wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers pounded the table for the guy and made them trade for him. Okay. He's healthy through camp. And, you know, if you listen to Aaron Rodgers talk now, I wouldn't expect to go out and dump on his players, but it sounds like Randall Cobb is looking really good. And so he could be rejuvenated here. And if he's, I mean, he could be a guy that gets six to eight targets a game in this offense, right? And a Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers led offense. So, in PPR formats, I don't really mind taking a shot. And I am not usually the guy that ever advocates for taking a wide receiver that is 30-plus years old in this range. I don't mind taking a shot on Rashad Bateman. Love Paris Campbell. I think this. hopefully this is the year that Paris Campbell puts it all together, stays healthy, and ends up being a guy who, who's a regular contributor. And then the last but not least, the guy that I'm at least keeping my eyes on, a couple of guys, Van Jefferson for the Rams. If anything happens to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, Van Jefferson could be in for a big breakout year. Josh Palmer is another guy in the same situation. And then last but not least, Brian, Byron Pringle. I started the offseason talking about Byron Pringle, and here I am again. Listen, McCole Hardman, I don't know if he's going to break out. I know people wanted to break out. People are drafting like they think he's going to. Get out of here with, uh, you know, he now he has an opportunity. He's had opportunities in every single year that he's been in the league, and he has not done a damn thing with them. And he continues to do the things that keeps him off the field and not seeing a lot of targets. And he stops running routes that he's supposed to. He runs the wrong routes. And he just does this stuff all the time. Turn on a preseason game, there's Pat Mahomes yelling at, at McCole Hardman again because he ran the wrong route. Okay? And so Byron Pringle saw a lot of targets in that last preseason game. Keep an eye on Byron Pringle because they have talked about, hyped him up all offseason. There's just another name that you were talking about, Van Jefferson, some injuries ahead of him. The other name I'll throw out that goes along with that is Josh Reynolds in Tennessee. Basically didn't practice the entire time, and he's already marked in as a as a starter. Not that they really have that much of a choice because that is a very thin depth chart, but the fact that he didn't get that practice time and they're still, you know, announcing him as a starter, you know, I, I think we're kind of glossing over the fact that A.J. Brown had procedures done on both knees in, in the offseason. Then Julio Jones, we we all know it goes into to having him in terms of fantasy. So Josh Reynolds will be another guy. Want to get out on this last one, Kev? Just one answer. What is the the highest that you will take Marquez Callaway? Because I think that there is a good chance that someone's going to get a little overzealous. So the, the the highest that you would take Marquez? I think 10th round is fair. I, I think if you want to start looking at him there, I don't have no problem doing so. Especially if you are a team that actually went running back heavy early and you're going to need a lot of wide receivers. You know, he could be a key for you, especially earlier in the year that, that can uh, help you out. There you have it, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for rocking with us. Any questions you have, drop them in the comments. Better yet, hit the Discord, click the link. No strings attached, nothing like that. No fine print. Just a free community we're trying to build for people who also love fantasy football as much as we do. Until the next time, subscribe, like, rate, review. We appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you on the next one. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.